Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org. So they celebrated that meal together. And within a matter of hours, Jesus was betrayed, put through a dummy trial that just, you know, was not legit. And then he was hung on the cross where the sins of the world were put upon him and became the sacrificial lamb once and forever. So you don't have to. You don't have to pay. I don't have to pay. He paid. And there he hung. They're mocking him. They're cursing him. And he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what he's doing. And then at the last moment, he says, into you I commend my spirit. He gives up his spirit. But the story does not end there. There's an empty cross. Come on. The story does not end there because God would not allow death to have its victory. God would not allow death to have its final say. So as even Ted read on Sunday, so that happens Friday. Saturday, they're just, they're all heartbroken. They're all just like, what, what, what? We don't get it. And then the woman who followed Jesus went to the tomb to tend to the body. Matthew 28, this is the account that I wanted to read this morning. Let's put that up. Now, after the Sabbath, towards the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. Like, oh, that kept him back? No, I'm going to sit on that. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to sit on that which thought they could lock you up. That's right. Sorry. Got off on that a little bit, but just it hit me. <laughs> and behold, okay, sat on it. His appearance was like lightning. His clothing were white as snow. And for the fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, don't be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen. He said, come see the place where he laid and go quickly. And tell his disciple that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he's going to go before you to Galilee, where you will see him. See, I have told you. Jesus was not there because what? He was risen. He was resurrected. What is resurrection? What is resurrection? It is life of God overcoming death that sin and the devil brought on the world. It is smashes it. It says, no, you don't win. Life wins. 
Resurrection is God's life power breaking the power of death, restoring us back to life. And I'm not just talking about your physical life or your spiritual life. I'm talking about it restores. It makes alive things like marriages that were dead, dreams that were lost, hope that was buried. Come on, come on. Or your purpose that seemed to have gone into the tomb. Resurrection is restoring to life what had died. And this is not just something that happens to us. It's not just a gift. Jesus is not just risen. Resurrection is actually a person. Think about it. Resurrection is a person. And when he is in us and we are in him, death cannot keep us because that which conquered death lives in me. Come on. Jesus said this in John 11, 25. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever lives, believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Now, what did he say? I will be resurrected. No, says I am. The resurrection and the life. Resurrection is not something that happened to Jesus. It is who he is. It is who he is. And from resurrection life comes the authority that he walks in, which is revealed in first in uh, Revelation 1.18, where in the island of Patmos, Jesus appears to John, his beloved disciple, who had been tormented and tortured and sent there as exile. And he appears to him and he says this, I am he who lives and was dead and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. I have the keys of death and Hades. Now, why the keys? Because the keys unlock what Satan locked up. The keys unlock the captives. Come on. What hell has bound, heaven looses. For, For we all just... Man, we all just, until Jesus set us free, we were all captive in a grave of sin and our offenses, according to Ephesians chapter 2. We were dead to who we were created to be, which is the most tragic thing. Because he didn't just die that you just be with him. He says, I died so you could be who I created you to be, which is beautiful, which is awesome. Life is what resurrection restores. And it's not just life. It is abundant life. Come on. It's not just living. I'm just getting by. Yeah, I'm alive. No, 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 no. What is this thing called abundant life? Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to only to steal and kill and destroy. I come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Now, what is abundant life? In the Greek, that word abundant or abundantly and abundantly means this. Exceedingly more. You thought you had some? There's more. It's beyond measure. You can't contain it. That means you can't just draw boundaries around it and go like, oh, that's, that's life. It's, it's, it's through this corner, that corner, this corner. No, 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 no. You can't measure it. And it's over and above what is necessary. Come on, come on, listen. It's, it's fully... A, it, why? Because God's a God of abundance. He's not a God of lack. Like, I only got so much life. I, I gave something to Dean. I'm going to have to spare and get some more. No. God's a God of abundance. He's not the God of lack. 
Abundance is above what we can imagine, think, or ask because he is really that good. So how do we live an abundant life, a resurrection life? I don't want to give you theology today. Theology doesn't change your life unless you act on it. So I'm going to give you some things to act on. That's based on theology. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, so I want, to, I want to just release this to you this morning. So Jesus, I just thank you that your word, our, our life. And I just pray that, Lord, even the words today will be life. Life, something that happens to us that, Lord, ignites us. Resurrection life is something that we have been invited to. That I live resurrection life. I don't just like, oh, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven because I, you know, Jesus gave. It's like, no, it's what I live in. It's what I live in. Here's Second Timothy, an invitation that we were given in Second Timothy. Here's a trustworthy saying, Second Timothy 2.11. Here's a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we shall also live with him. In other words, if we follow the footsteps of Jesus and we go through the death process, the death to self, the death of will, and we go through that process, we will go, we will enter into resurrection life. Come on. It, it, is, it is a complete surrender. It is a life where I live surrendered by the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power who raised Jesus from the dead works in me, works in me. And so, come on, I walk in surrender. What does that look like? Well, Philippians 2 is such a awesome, awesome picture of how Jesus thought, how he lived. And Philippians 2, 1 through 11, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any... How many, how many of you guys have that? Come on. If you... Any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness or compassion, make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one spirit and one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourself not looking whoa this sounds like a dying process right there yeah not looking to your own interest but each of you to the interest of others in your relationships with one another have the same mind as Christ he who being of the very nature of God did not consider himself, did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Can you imagine? Stripped of everything, all the glory of being God and just became one of us. By being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even the cross. Death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, giving him the name that is above every name, that at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Now, this is not just something that Jesus did. It's an invitation to follow him. That's how it starts. Are you, are you grateful? Are you thankful? Are you in this love? Let's enter into this. 
Any common sharing in the spirit is this invitation to union with Christ. To be like-minded, to have his mind. And what's his mind like? <sighs> to not use the equality, the greatness that we've been given for our own purpose. To elevate ourselves. It, it works like this. Before Christ, we are all the same. We're all the same. I'm no different than you. Oh yeah, I'm the senior pastor. Oh yeah, I'm the senior apostolic leader. Okay, that's good. You know, that's, that's, all, that's all great. Yeah, but we're all equals. We're all equal. We're all the same before Christ. But when I use that access to elevate myself, when I use that thing to put forward my own interest above the interest of the kingdom, above the interest of living right, living with him, acknowledging him, when we lay down our ambition for importance and make ourselves as nothing, even a servant, says, when am I going to get to be up there with that mic? When you lay down those ambitions, what you're doing is you're uniting yourself to the character of Christ. You're taking up your cross and you're following him. You're putting on that, you're ambitious. You tell him, I'm just going to put that, I'm going to lay that down. Jesus tells his disciples in uh, Matthew 16, 24. He says, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me and let him deny, let him, deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What's my cross? Where I lay down all those desires. Where I put all those things that put me first and just say, I'm just going to put that there. And your flesh is going to be like, no! I mean, that's Mr. Bill from Saturday Night Live. No! <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry. Just came to mind there. cross is where I lay down all those non-Christ-like characteristics because I want to be united with him. I want to be one with him. And what is that reward of denying ourselves? Humbling ourselves. What is that reward? Come on. The reward of that is that we are raised up to a place of honor. Just as Jesus was raised up, we too will be raised up. We too will be raised up. Who's the greatest in the kingdom? The servant of all. That who goes low gets to go high. He raises you high. You don't have to raise yourself. He raises you high. Humility is a position that raises us up, which is so opposite of Satan, who in heaven was there, you know, the throne worshiping, all the angels come before the Lord. He says, I want that. He says, therefore, I will arise. I will ascend into the throne of God. I will take. And God opposed him. He says, Michael, get rid of this guy. He says, war broke out in heaven. Poof, he got kicked out. I think we're supposed to be opposite. In the book of James, it says, God opposes the proud. So rather than saying in pride and let God oppose us, we follow Jesus and stay in humility so that we can be in the second part of that verse. 
God is opposed to the proud, James 4, 6, but gives grace to the humble. Come on. He gives unmerited favor to the humble. Says, oh, oh, they put you down. Let me, let me show them where I'm going to put you. Mm. Sometimes God just does that to show his goodness and his mercy. If we're going to really go entering, entering into this, this divine resurrection life, an abundant life, a place of humility, laying down a life, it's not just something that we do to get into heaven because he wants us to live in this resurrection life, this abundant life right now. A life that overcomes death, a life that overcomes what tries to encroach on us. Because I'm, I mean, you guys know that Satan's always trying to encroach on you. You know, gives you dreams and the hopes, and he's always trying to nibbling away at it. I like sound effects. It starts. To, so how do we how do we do this? How do we walk this? It's, it starts just with just the simple thing I've been talking about. You just lay down, lay down your life. Laying down what you want and saying, Lord, what do you want? What does your word say? What is your Holy Spirit leading me in? And when we no longer follow ourselves and follow him, we have access. God will raise us up to the places of honor and demonstrate that we can live this resurrected life, this life that we, we, will, we, we could fall, but we will, he, will, he will pick us up. Mm, though we fall, he picks us up. I don't have to pick myself up. He picks me up and puts me in a better place, in a higher ground, in stable place. Well, I won't fall again. And you think that's a good exchange? Yeah. Come on. My will for his will? Yeah. It's a good exchange. Yeah. It's a good exchange to live this resurrection life so, so that I can actually live as who I was created to be. Who I was created to be. Yeah. And you know, all of us have this longings in our spirit because he put that compass in us of who we were created to be. But then we try to work that out in ourselves. We try to put it on our own strength and we mess that up. But when we surrender, we lay it down. He goes, I'm going to make you what you're supposed to be. I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to give you that opportunity. I'm going to give you that favor. And you're going to get to live in that power. The power, the power that he exercised towards us. You get to live in that power, have access to the power. Now, in Ephesians chapter one, it describes that power as the exercise of God's might. And that might is what raised Jesus from the dead. So we can live in resurrection life and in resurrection power. So, because it is through that resurrection power might that Jesus was raised up and seated at the right hand of the Father. So we are partakers of kratos power. Because that's the word there in Ephesians. See, most of the time the word power in the New Testament is dunamis. This explosive power. But this is the exercise of the power. Oh, and that was actually a word for, the, for our church in, 20, in the 2020 celebration, the 20-year anniversary celebration, because this church is going to experience the Kratos power of God. Well, God will break through. God will break through. Oh, man. We're partakers of that. And in that power, we have been risen. I want the band to come up.
What does it mean to be, to live in resurrection power, resurrection life? Just know this, it's already working in you. Surrender to what he's doing in you right now. It's already working in you so that you will no longer live under the power of sin, under the power of selfish ambition, but you will live under that, that grace that Jesus walked in. Reigning comes through surrender. We're called to rule and reign with Christ, but that reigning comes through surrender. He says, I can trust you now because I know you're not going to do your will. You're going to do the will of my Father. So I'm going to sit you in a place to reign and rule. Some of you guys are called to all kinds of the influence mountains. And he wants to put you on top of the mountain to rule and reign with him. But he wants to say, will you trust me enough to let me do it? To let me do it. To follow my footsteps. To become the servant. Reigning comes through this surrendered life. When we lay down our will, he comes along and he raises up us to a place of authority. For the Bible says that while we were in that grave of sin, Christ died for us. And then he raised us up and seated us with him in heavenly realms. There's just got to come a time and a place where we just go beyond theology of the stuff that's true and say, wait a minute. I think I'm actually supposed to live like that. I'm actually supposed to be accessing. I'm sitting next to Jesus. Jesus, what are, you, what are we doing? <laughs> I know that's what Tom's doing in, in uh, Armenia. It's like right in the middle of something pops and opens up to, oh, Jesus, what are, you, what are we doing now? <laughs> and he says, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take these villages. We're going to build lighthouses. that's kind of interesting because it we moved into the lighthouse mission church and God told you to build lighthouses there and this church has had incredible missions around the world in fact that's actually what they really shined at so there there is there is something that God God just is doing right now in this moment so my question is what do we need to lay down today that we may live free. That we may live free. I want you to just to stand to your feet and close your eyes. Last time we're going to ask you to stand to your feet. <laughs> After this, you just walk out. <laughs> How many of you want to receive the grace of God right now to live in resurrection life. I mean, receive the faith to say, I heard something this morning about something I can live in and access. And I want it to go from theory to reality. He is right now, whoa. Well, there's such a portal of heaven open up this place right now. Oh, angels are coming down with grace. Angels are coming down with faith. Angels are coming down to lift you up into resurrection life. Say, Jesus, I receive it. I receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive your resurrection life. I will walk in it. Oh, come on. Activate it. Activate it right now. Activate it right with, your, with the words of your mouth. Activate whatever is in your spirit right now. Begin to confess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. There's anointing coming. 
That's what it is. It's, it's just anointed. Where, where we're just anointed. Anointed is the power of God for you to do what you can't do out of your own power. We don't have the power to heal, but with the anointing come, healing comes. Mm, come on. Thank you, Lord. Just say this with me. Jesus, I surrender all. I surrender those things you brought to my spirit and to mine. And I give it all to you so that I may have more of you. I want more of you. You are the resurrection and the life. And if I live in you, I live in resurrection life. Take me there this week, today, from now on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. So every day when you wake up this week, I have a homework assignment for you. Just say, Lord, today I want to live in what you've given me. I want to live in resurrection life. I want to live. That means that there's no hopeless thoughts coming your way because that's death and death can't overcome life. Come on. So that you, you rise up and you say, teach me today. Give me grace. I lay down my life so that I will walk raised up by you and your power. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a prayer team that's going to be uh, up here to side uh, and just they're going to be here to pray for you you need prayer for anything you need healing in the party body they didn't get healed today come get healing the anointing is here the power of God is here yeah so and just go in the love of God so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I bless you with the mind of Christ I bless you with the grace that comes from above when we go low. I bless you right now to walk in what you have heard and activated in your life so that you are fully alive as he is alive. Because he is risen, we too are rising to that seated place with you. And so go in that grace. Amen. Thank you for downloading from Father's House City Ministries, Portland, Oregon. Support for this podcast comes from your generous gifts and donations. You can find out more about Father's House City Ministries at www.fathershouseportland.org.